You're listening to Podhaven. I've got a, I've got a game. Last yeah. time, well, yeah, when we had Conrad on, we played a game with Fruit Discoveries where um, I can't believe I'm falling to... up Conrad Zimmerman. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a list of fruits you probably never heard of, and you had to uh see if you actually knew any of the fruits. And whoever knew the most fruits won. This one is called Snoop Discoveries, where I'm going oh. to show you a celebrity's nose okay. for Snoop. <laughs> and okay. you've got to right. tell me if you can guess the celebrity from their Snoop. I'm okay. okay. I'm ready. ready to I go? Have the, I'm ready. I have ready. the chat up ready. You shouldn't tell us who the celebrity is until like you then also paste a picture of that celebrity. Uh, um, fine. Just to surprise us all. There's your first um, Snoop. In the chat. Oh, um, you've put that in the in in the pod haven chat. Oh, have I? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. gonna be. I need a snoot. How many of us are gonna talk about snoots? No. Uh, okay. I'm Maybe in the this... real snoot to the friends we made along the way. Really, it's true. Okay, here's your first snoot for actual now. Okay. Oh. Hmm. Ha. Interesting. Is that Carl McLaughlin's snoot? Is that, okay, that's your vote? Yeah. Um, sure, I'll go with that too. I have no idea. <laughs> okay, well, I shall now reveal the full face. I'm not the snoot master. Excited. And... I'm close my door. My room. I think... Oh no! Oh, oh no, no! It's Brendan Fraser. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> he looks so old now. It's star from it's all of that. From it's all of that alimony money from John Malkovich too. District <laughs> of Foe, Brendan Fraser. You've, so you've got a zero out of one so far, oh. both of you. Forgive, okay. forgive us, Elodie. <laughs> I mean, you've got to admit, though, Carl McLaughlin and um, Brendan Fraser have very similar no, noses. It was a good guess. I'm very surprised. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I... I think I was relying also on the corner of the eye. I don't know. Mate, mate, I, I should have been focusing more on, on the nasal... You've got to focus on the snoot. It's very important. focus on the snoot, yeah. Okay, give us the next one. Okay. There you <clears> go. There's <throat> your next nose. Oh, oh no! I recognise it. I recognise this nose. I might know this. Um, I don't know the name. I don't know the name attached to it. <laughs> oh no! Uh, is it? I oh, I know the nose. I can't remember who it is. The nose. Nose. Uh, ten ten more seconds. Shit. I'm gonna slay. I'm gonna say uh, Slash of Zizek, uh, popular post Marxist philosopher. Okay, that's a good guess. Um, uh, Either that or it's names. like I'm bad with actors. <laughs> What's his face? Who played the Nazi bad guy in Inglorious Bastards? I can't remember his name, but that person. It might be that person too. Okay. Um, uh, sorry, I'm gonna I'm stick sorry, with my I'm, original I'm... answer because it's funnier. Yes. 
Okay, uh, so you're I'm both sorry, going I'm for that your, one. I'm sorry, I'm ruining your quality game with my terrible snoot recognition. Oh, shit. Oh, it's Obama. Oh, no. <laughs> I really messed that one up, didn't oh, I? Oh, there's that wart, which we should have recognised from that. As the, the, the quintessential Obama nose wart. It's very important. Yeah. It's, it's iconic, like, even. I think you they put it on coins. Iconic. I think that's on the back of a dollar. Mm. I'm not sure. I'm Canadian, so... Yeah, that's fair. Um, okay. okay, you ready okay. for your next, next one? Mm-hmm. So far, zero out of two. <laughs> this one, I think, is quite a recognisable snoot. I oh, mean, it's oh, a very shit. small image, but... Oh, sh- hang on. I need to uh, enhance. Um... Oh, no. I know who this is. I just... Fuck. I'm just gonna guess a random celebrity. Uh, Colin Farrell. Is that okay. what I have no idea? It's the nose of. Uh, it looks like there's some moustache there. I don't know if that's just shadow. I think it's a shadow. Is. Oh shit! Okay, that's throwing me off a bit now. Um, oh, no. oh no. Oh nose. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. I'm gonna say your life literally depends um, on this. So. That guy from the blinking eye meme. Okay, that's a name. I don't know what his name is, but you know, you know the. Oh no! Fucking hell, it's Mr. Bean. Oh, of course it is. Of course, <laughs> it's Rowan Atkinson. He has a very, very distinctive snoot. So Rowan Atkinson he... was on the tip of my tongue. I will admit, and oh, that's the tip not of just your because snoot. I want to sound like I went to it <laughs> in post. I, I genuinely was. It was on the tip of my nose, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Nose? It's called a snoot. Tip of my snoot. Sorry. God damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, give us the next snoot. There's your oh, snoot. Geez. It's another quite oh, small image, but there it is. Um, I'm not very good at the snoot game. Hmm. Is it Mads Mikkelsen? Okay, you're voting Mads Mikkelsen. I'm voting Mads Mikkelsen. I'm, um... You got one, Emily? Ah, uh, jeez. It would be great if there was an app on your phone that allowed you to, like, um, match celebrities' noses. Scan Mads, that Mads, Mads Mikkelsen's best friend, Guillermo del Toro. Snoot, snoot, snoot scanner. Are you ready for the reveal? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Oh no! It's star of stage oh, and no. screen, Adam it Sandler. It makes so much sense now that I can. S- now I now I see it. That is definitely Adam Sandler's nose. That's a that's a nose that was in Pixels. Snoot. Snoot. Oh shit! I got it wrong too. God damn it! Now we're now we're both equally accountable. It's like, exactly. Clearly, I did it on right. purpose so you wouldn't okay, feel subconscious. So, so what? That's zero out you're, of four. You're zero to zero <laughs> at the moment. Okay, you're doing a good job. On. Yeah. Thank you. We 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 are a close tie. Oh shit! I your next like, oh god! I feel like we've seen this one. It must be recognizable. <laughs> Would Elodie trip us up with like, hey, look, there's, there's another snoot from a different angle. Hang it's on, the same snoot. <laughs> I wouldn't um, do that to you. Oh well, thank you, Elodie. Hmm. Images. What are you searching? Um, uh, what's this? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, 
I'm gonna say. Uh, one second here. Oh, you can say your thing, but I'm just looking for mine. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You go first. Uh, I'm looking for the person's name. I don't know their actual name. Uh, Haley Jawsman. <laughs> okay. And George. I don't know why, but I want to guess Carl McLaughlin again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you ready for the reveal? I'd be impressed if Elodie went and found that Carl McLaughlin knows, just to, like, mess with you. No! It's Bruce Willis. It's Bruce Willis and Snoop. It's Bruce Willis and Snoop. It's Snoop Willis. Snoop Snootalis. I don't know. Okay, we're going into the last four. Snoots, ho ho ho! I four. Have a There's only nose. four snoots left. Oh no! I'm not so, sure about the survivors game. Yippee ki yay, mother sneezer! Oh shit! Who's this? Is that Mads Mikkelsen? So you're saying Mads? I'm saying Mads. I know I've already guessed Mads, but I'm saying Mads. I'm guessing Kamagot. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Carl McLaughlin's nose is a very popular nose. It's a very nice nose. Carl McLaughlin has a very nice nose. I think we're learning. Oh, it's the oh, Dwayne no! the Rock Johnson. <laughs> it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> I think I think we're learning that George might have a crush on you Carl McLaughlin's nose. You both you both chose white people. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this is the first time that we both chosen white people and the person has been someone of colour. I don't I don't because think I chose I anyone fucking, for Obama. I guess fucking Slazhov Zizek and it was Obama. <laughs> what? Well I I, I I didn't guess anyone for Obama's nose. I knew that they were a person of colour, but I did not know who. I was just completely off then. I, I I'm I'm just out of touch. I mean listen, this I mean yes, you can the rock is not white, but oh, here we oh. are. Oh, okay, geez. this I put in just because it's the most perfect nose in existence. Yes, yes, sorry. Carl McLaughlin. Um, <laughs> what? Well, the guy who played Scarecrow in Batman Henry's name. Okay, is that your vote? Yeah. Elliot, we're gonna get any of these. <laughs> That's fine. It's the journey that counts. Oh, exactly. It's it's oh Samara Wiley. So you oh were, my God. you were incredibly off. I keep I I, <laughs> I keep racial blinding noses. <laughs> What's wrong with me? I don't know if it's oh. yeah. Oh no. Elodie's just calling us out. Yeah, you just you don't know. God damn it. What I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry, everyone at home. What? Oh shit! No, that's Terry Crews. Okay. No, it's not. That's not Terry Crews. That's not Terry Crews. <laughs> that is Neil deGrasse Tyson. It's Doomfist. <laughs> is that your answer? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It's William Smith. It's William Smith. So I don't know whether it's worse that you just said some other black people, no. or, oh, shit. or it's, just, it's absolutely oh, worse. It's thank absolutely you, worse. Thank, thank you, thank you, Elodie, for for making me a horrible human being. Okay, and 
there's only one nose left to redeem yourselves, and it's the oh, nose shit. that I expected least for anyone to get, so... Oh no. I think we're gonna go not for not on Snoot Discoveries. Okay. Um, Ooh, some okay. mustache. Oh, jeez. James Franco. Edward Norton. I don't even know who that is, but that's your vote. No, it's not. Yeah, it no, is. No, I change it. No. Oh, give no. me the answer now. No. It's Griffiths <laughs> from the Super Furry Animals. Of course it is. Why didn't I see this coming? <laughs> I thought you might oh, just get fuck. that one from context clues, to be fair. Oh, no. Wait, oh. wait, wait. Wait. I have a nose for you. Oh, okay. Oh, it's turning the tables. Uh, one second. I had to quickly do this. Also, you just called it a nose. I don't know what that oh, is. Oh, I'm so Snoot. sorry. Forgive me. Here's a snoot. Tell us who, who snoot it is, Elodie. Uh, a real small snoot. That's true. But if, um, you're, if you're the true snoot master, it should not matter. It looks like Shmi Skywalker. What about you, George? Is it Carl McLaughlin? I, I don't think it's... Is it Carl McLaughlin? I don't even know who that is, actually. I've just been going with it. Agent Cooper from Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. It's... It's Carl McLaughlin. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> He's just... just Look, I just need to show you... I just need to show you by the picture, right? Okay. Hang on a moment. It's very important. Look at how... Look how much of... A wonderful, a wonderful dad friend, Carl McLaughlin is. Look at him there with his wine, and it is like he his, looks like his, a very. I feel uncomfortable actually. No, hey, he he feels like thing? he's a um, a very like upper middle class man who's trying to act all friendly and fatherly to you, but is also looking down at you at the same time. Yeah, I agree. Oh no, no, Carl I'm sorry, is George. A, a lovely, goofy, wonderful man. I, I believe you, because I trust you, but that is not the impression I get from this photograph. No, this photograph isn't giving me that at all. Okay, hang on a second. <laughs> I'm going to show you a, a picture of young Carl McLaughlin, and you're going to be like, oh, shit, because he's stylish. I mean, Mads Mikkelsen is more I'm of a sure dad to Mikkelsen. Look at this man. Look at this man right here. That's That's pretty dreamy. I know, right? That hair. I want to rub my fingers with that hair. Yep, same. I don't like the mullet part of that hair. I would do kissing that man. I would be too. He also looks really good in like some of the really weird, scantily clad costumes from the Dune movie, because he was the main character in that. Okay, oh, yes. okay, then uh, let's go to the music. Welcome to the Real Heroes Podcast with me, George Johnson. And me, Elodie Gowanium. Where we shine a light on the Forgotten Heroes of Gaming. Video Today, games. Video games. Today, <laughs> we're going to be discussing Halo with the lovely fellow podcaster, Emily Rowley. Hello, I am right? Emily Rowley. Yeah. My, my uh, name's Spice Rowley. It's fine. Is it? But, uh, <laughs> I don't, it's I've totally always, fine. This whole time. 
this whole time. It's all right. It's everyone gets that wrong. Um, yeah. Hello. I'm I'm Emily. Um, I've been acquaintances with um, George and Elodie for a long time on social media, and uh, I also podcast Elodie guested on my upcoming podcast in Pursuit of Passions, and yeah, I'm really really happy to be here because I yeah I, I, I talked I think about my my best show. amphibian friend. You did. Elodie talked about Jar Jar because in. <laughs> Yeah, on. I mean, I don't. I'm honestly, we, quite shocked. We don't do. We don't do. I don't think we do. We do plugs at the beginning or after. Well, uh, we we do the plugs at the end. It's just kind of yeah. an intro to who who you are. But yeah, I mean, I I, I I'm an artist. I I draw anime art, and I and I also draw. Um, well, I also do. Um, I also do podcasting on Audio Entropy Network, and that's kind of you know my jam. That's I just podcast and draw things and play video games. That's that's Emily, <laughs> and this is us us stealing you for our podcast network and showing you more pictures of. I uh, actually recorded another audio. I recorded an audio entropy podcast this very morning. So you guys oh, got wow. me hot off the podcasting train, and I'll be podcasting uh, later tonight as well. So nice. Um. So everyone, look at the other pit. Yeah, I, I know it's the the thumbs up Brooklyn. one. I so like to imagine that in his other hand he's doing an OK symbol, and it's just stretched slightly <laughs> out of the frame. So he's, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a picture of Calm with Lachlan doing a thumbs up for everyone at home who what? is enjoying what? this audio medium where we've just been discussing pictures for the last fifty whole years. <laughs> what movie is that from? That's uh, that's from that's a. Yeah, that's from Tim Peaks. The the, the Peaks. either the first or the, I think it's the the first season. Oh, so that's why you're on a, on a Kyle McLaughlin journey today mm. because you've been watching Tim Peaks, got you? Yes. Kyle mm. McLaughlin, <laughs> more like a really big fan of Kyle McLaughlin. More like what? style McLaughlin. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, because you have to it. climb over him to get into a field. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, do you not have those? Styles? Is that what they yeah. call them? Styles, the things you climb over to enter fields. I'm not familiar with this concept. I didn't actually know that's what they were called. Yeah, it's the thing that it's like a bit of fence and it's got some it's got a board sticking through it and you step on one side, climb over onto oh, the other side. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. That that's a style. That's didn't know that. Mad styles. <laughs> now I do. Uh, Does it pronounce the same way as the other style? Yeah, it's pronounced the same way. I don't know how it's spelled. I mean, it's, oh shit, it's spelled. Oh, <laughs> God. A little bit of an airhead. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and that, and that's a fact about woodland paths. It's me, Cliff Leach, from the Super Fairy Animals, telling oh, you facts. Oh, wow. I didn't know there was another person on the podcast. It's me, Cliff Leach, from the Super Fairy Animals, welching Love- up and Super Fairy Animals. I love your work. I, oh, I like the, the theme you do for the for the podcast here. Thank you. I I do lots of songs and I make videos about Siberian communism. Sounds good. I'm going to go away now. Okay, bye. Bye, Griffin. Bye. Nice to meet you. I'm going to climb out of the window. With us from a style, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, it's me again. Oh, Elodie. Did you leave? You missed Griff. 
did he give did he give Chris Reese the um the gifting the gift the, the parting gift of a picture of Carl McLaughlin? Yeah, he looked at it. Good. What did uh, he approve? Did he nod and was and was like, okay. He he fine. just kinda gently smiled at me. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna talk oh, about so the funny. video the video Let's talk about the, the video, video game Halo series games of Halo <laughs> series of games. And I wanna know what you's experience with Halo is. Um, um, me? I, um, uh, I, 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 I remember I, oh, well, I'm just wondering, who, I just wanted to sure who started, um, <laughs> which, 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 us, we Canadians are, are ridiculously polite, so, George, would you like to go first? Uh, no, I think you should go first. Oh, well, thank you. Um, right. mm. well, <laughs> when I was a buddy, but a wee child, um, and my, our father bought us an Xbox for Christmas, we had Halo and Azeric. Which is not a very good game, but Halo was I an excellent never game. Heard of it? Azeric is you play a blue man. He's a blue man with a spear, and he he has uh, elemental powers that are tied to the, which is actually kind of a clever idea that are tied to the four different colors on the Xbox controller. So like Y is yellow earth, X is um no Y is yellow air. Sorry, X is uh, green earth, uh, B is um blue water, and A is a uh, or Ace Green. Sorry, I'm getting them mixed up, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah, it was it was it was a cute concept, but it played like shit. Um, Halo though was very fun. It was like loud and, f- and frantic and kinetic, and the controls were like kind of like I, I think other games had done um the dual analog thing, but Halo kind of like really mastered it and got it popular. I remember showing Halo to friends and being like, "Why does this control like Goldeneye? Goldeneye's better." And I'm like, "No, it isn't." Just just play it. You'll figure it out. And then, yes, they, they loved it. So I've been playing Halo since 1, since the first got launched, and I've been playing every um, release of a series since then, except for Wars, and I haven't beaten 5 yet. And I read a few of the books. I read um, Reach and Flood. Mm-hmm. Uh, J- Jorga? Hello. <laughs> Do you want to talk about your time with... Hello. Hello. That's like a fu- that's like a fun joke because Halo is a bit similar to Halo. It's great. That's a good joke. Um, yeah, I um, the first Halo game I played was Halo Three, um, which was a real classic. Uh, I was a I was a little tiny kiddo playing it with my school friends, uh, and we used to make really ridiculous maps in in the Forge system, which was a lot less easy to do than it is now um and uh then i think i read uh ghosts of onyx which was a good halo book um and then um then there was halo 3 odst which i really really enjoyed um That's i i awesome. I'm, I, I was like a, a big old halo fan girl back in the day <laughs> um and yeah then i then you know halo reach came along and that was really really fantastic um, I, I even got the I pre-ordered, which I never do. I never, I never pre-order, but I pre-ordered um, the the special the special edition that came with the black box that had like the book. And oh yes, the, and the stuff in it. It was very good. I had that. I now and had that the Halo Three One Two with the helmet. Mm. I um, 
I, I now use that, that the, it's called the only black box. I use that to keep my uh, collection of bottle caps when the apocalypse comes. Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, yeah, just Some Halo's pretty great. Really I didn't, I've not actually played any more Halos beyond that because um, I just um, didn't have the the new the new consoles to play them. So I, I have a question for you, George, since you read the book and I haven't. How was the crossover between Pokemon and Halo and Ghost of Onyx? Uh, it was quite well done, I think. Um, it was um, it was an interesting addition to the um, to the the Spartans training program to um, also become the very best Luke no one ever was. Yes, um, I, I, I guess they utilized um, Ghost type um, Onyxes, which are traditionally rock and yeah, and so that's a you know switch. how. Yeah, it's good. And you know how, um, you know how, like, Cortana goes in the back of Master Chief's head? <laughs> of course. So it's like that, but with the Pokemon. So you'd be walking around, they, the Spartans would be walking around, and you'd just, like, hear, like, a Pika! In, 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 in your skull. Um, so those suits are like Pokeballs. That only really happened in the book because they realized that that didn't really provide any tactical benefit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't sound very useful. No. I I had like a great joke then and it was about to come out of my mouth and I went, uh and then it didn't happen, so Oh okay. <laughs> so just what? just like imagine a great joke there. <laughs> oh my god, oh. Elodie! <laughs> no. Oh wow, that's that was a killer. Nothing I ever do will be better than that. I should just end my career now. Uh, yeah, I'm do you want to know about good about podcast? My, do you want to know about my Halo time? Yes. Uh, tell tell the world. It was a fateful day. Oh, I was in uh, secondary school. I had mm. never played a first-person shooter in my life, but I'd heard people talking about Halo in school, and I was in a Smith's toy superstore. Oh shit! And. Uh, on the shelf there, I had a small bit of video games, and I could choose between, for £15, Super Smash Bros. Brawl, or for £10, Halo 3. <gasps> and I flipped mm. a coin, and I got Halo 3, and then I found it really difficult, even on easy, and died all the time, but I Aww. really liked it. And then I went, I played the series in reverse order basically, of, like, timeline within the stories. So I played 3, then ODST, then 2, then 1, then Wars. And then I also pre-ordered the Black Box. Um, Oh, nice. And Amazon took over a week to ship it to me for some reason, even though I'd selected next day. I actually got mine two days before the game came out. I didn't pre-order. I just waited in line and got it at a Walmart. Local Walmart. I, I just I wanted the diary. <laughs> well, I got. I mean, like I live in a small town, so there wasn't like as long as I shut up there early enough, I'd probably. I'd guarantee. I live money. in a very very small town where there is no places to buy video games. Well, see, that's the that's the alternative. Yeah, you you're in a very very small town where you have to order, or you're in a small town that's not that small and you can get it from a store, but ordering is kind of a hassle. Mm. Uh, I've played all of them since except for Wars 2 just because it's a lot of money <laughs> to get it at Xbox One yes. 
Yeah. Um, Did you like Wars? Was Wars good? I liked it. It was alright. Not the best thing, but it's alright. They're making a second one now, aren't they? Well, the second one's out. Yes. Oh, shit. second one you can get on PC, even. Oh, really? Oh, and like, the first one. Mm. The first one they re-released on PC to go with mm. it. I'm going to play cool. that one day. Mm. I still want them to release Halo 3. On PC. On PC. I don't think they're gonna be doing that. I don't. Like, I, I know. So. No. I know. Uh, I, and like, there's also like, it's 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 in it's in the list of games that were Xbox exclusives that I wish would come onto PC, including Fable Two. That's even less likely. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Halo One and Two were on PC as well. So that's kind of yeah. Yeah. I mean, actually, the trilogy yeah. was all on PC. It would be. You can get the entire trilogy on one disc now, and four. Yeah, and I got the, the, I got the Master Chief collection. It's, yeah. it's a pretty good collection. It's good. Uh, yeah, I've also read all the books. Um, also, besides so, the flood, as you said. Yeah, besides the flood, and besides part of the latest one, uh, which is Retribution, because I've been reading okay. it. Uh, but yeah, that that's my experience with Halo, which is to say a lot. Excellent. Uh, I suppose now we should start yeah, the real I, debate. Yeah, I think that uh, owing to my position as uh, number one, ten out of ten, Halo fan, mm. um, I should start by telling you who I think is the actual hero of Halo, and why. And that is... I'd also like to make a suggestion. Okay. Uh, another suggestion, and that is, normally, um, I'm, like, the mediator between you and the guest as to, as to the final decision of who's the most important character. Okay. Um, I think because you're, like, the hacking expert, then maybe you should fulfil that role this Okay, time. I'll mediate this time. I didn't know awesome. we said such foul language, like, hacking on this podcast. I don't know if I would have come on if I had known that. I'm sorry. It's fine. I have it's a fine. bit of a sailor's mouth. Um, um I just hope so, no poor poppers are listening to this podcast. Yeah. I think that a potential hero for the entire Halo franchise who was cut down in his prime who could have been someone really special but uh, Master Chief, that, that phony killed him is the piss brute the piss brute oh shit the piss brute the piss brute okay in Halo 3 on the level the arc you can if you sneak up on some brutes one of them's pissing oh yes and you you just you just get by him as he starts like waggling this tackle yeah to to, to get did they model the tackle no, unfortunately, that would, but that like, I, I have to imagine that in canon it was out, otherwise that would be a bit of a pointless like movement for him to be making. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, well, the <laughs> thing is, the thing is, I think that that brute might have been uh, someone who was going to spark a rebellion against the Covenant within the brute ranks. Do you know why that is? Because he's pissing on a forerunner ruin. Which is like... Oh, shit. And that's that's a big thing. That's he's like, he's like pissing <clears throat> on their gods. 
So what I think is that if Master Chief had just ignored that fella and not killed him, he he would have gone on to lead the rebellion against the Covenant and create a new stable brute state that would have um, accepted full socialism. And I get this all because he was doing a piss. <laughs> I, I mean, you're making a very good point. No, yeah, I mean, like he's he's definitely. <clears throat> has no respect for the current authority. Yeah, he's an anarchist. Mm. And, and then he I, just I cut down in his prime. Cut down on his prime by Master Chief's gun. <laughs> he cut him with bullets. He cut him with. There were little his... tiny sword bullets that sliced into the poor, poor, air. poor brute. Yeah, P- piss brute. And that's his actual in canon name, obviously. Is it? Because I went uh, to look it up, and it, and, it, and it corrected it to urinating brute, and I was like, that's a little, that's a little too classy for me. That, yeah. that's, that's his dad's name. His father's ah, name. Ah, I see. Yes. Urinating oh, brute yes. is his father's name. His mm, name is sense. piss brute. I got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, that, that's my, my first, uh, it's my first contender, I think. First one I'm going to bring to the plate. Um, I wouldn't say that that's gonna be what I'd say was the actual real hero, just because he was cut he down did. in his prime before exactly. he had a chance to become that. But mm. I think he had all the potential. He was the real hero that ever was. Yeah. Alternate Halo universe where uh, Piss Brute establishes a. Uh, Anarcho-communist Utopia Yeah, Utopia Because I was going to say state And then I remembered that anarchist state is an oxymoron (laughs) Yeah It it is a bit of an oxymoron (laughs) Uh, So yeah Uh, Who wants to say a guy? I want to say guy Okay Tell me me a guy So um, a lot of, uh, um, like, two out of the, of the, I, I have four, 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 um, particular individuals to discuss. Okay. Um, and, um, three out of the four are, in fact, from Halo 3, but I, that's because, like, that's, that's the one I know the most. Mm-hmm. Um, to be just, fair, just most a, of, I think all of my ones are Halo 3 as well, so. That's all right, then. <laughs> so, um, for those of you that haven't played... Um, the final mission of Halo 3 uh, spoiler alert um, you end up um, in a warthog with the Arbiter as your Master Chief and you're you're driving around on a collapsing I forget what it is is it a collapsing um, it's like, Halo ring it, yeah, it's, it's, like... the, it's the Halo ring that was being built mm. so you're, you're driving around on a, a, an in-progress construction Halo ring that's like blowing up slowly. Um, and, like I saw a reference. Oh, to I know the, who the you're talking about. First game. Yeah, and just before you you make the final leap into uh, into safety, uh, you can get out of the vehicle and walk along to this um, this this pillar. And if you walk around the pillar, there's a sort of balcony looking off into the distance. And sat on that balcony. Is the Seinfeld grunt. Now, the Seinfeld grunt 
is the last ground that um, the players encounter in the game. And if you walk up to him, oh shit! Oh, my cat's buddy? my cat's tail just like caught around my microphone wire and oh, pulled it off of my desk. <laughs> Your cat is a mischievous kitty. Yeah, <laughs> bad kitty. He. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, restart the sentence that you were doing when my cat did an issue. That's right. So. If you walk up to um, the Seinfeld grunt, also known as the final grunt, also known as the jerkstore grunt, uh, a piece of um, dialogue will trigger, and he says, Hey, demon. The jerk demon is what the um, the Covenant call Master Chief because he kills a lot of them. Yes. Hey, demon. The jerkstore called, and they're all out of you. Poor you. Stolen at the age of six. Conscripted into the military. Wow. Okay, look, if you let me live, I've got the first of rooked. Look, I'll be at the bottom. I'll polish your boots. I'll polish your helmet. It's the gas. Haha. When I'm on the gas, I don't know what I'm doing half the time. Now, the this is interesting um, and very important for a number of reasons. One, it's um, the, the first time we've really seen a grunt stand up to Master Chief in such a strong and defiant way. I, yes. Two, it give it lets us know that the Covenant know about Master Chief's history. Maybe it's not which the is, Covenant, though. Maybe it's just him. Maybe it's just him. Maybe, which, you know, that's... Maybe Seinfeld him. is just... just he, He's a little hmm. grunt detective. He figured that shit out. Yeah. He, yeah. he went through and found the clues and and, and and realized the Master Chief's mm. true legacy. In which case, he, you know, <clears throat> an absolute genius. And perhaps maybe, through this intelligence, possibly survived um, in, in some way or another. But we don't know for sure. Now, three. Point number three. He says, I've got the Fist of Rooked. For those of you that don't know, the Fist of Rooked is a, um, a brute weapon exclusively used by the chieftain of the brutes and it's, it's the one that tartarus uses in halo 2 it is the one that tartarus uses in halo 2 mm. and it's a pretty fucking important weapon how did this how did this grunt get a hold of it we don't know but he claims to have it well, and if he if he speaks the truth that's that's huge maybe he's some kind of grunt leader because Maybe. Uh, Maybe he's the leader of the Grunt Rebellion. If, when Grunts are sleeping, they often mumble about the Fist of Rooked. But maybe he took it and became the chieftain of the Grunts. And Perhaps. then did his detective work. Which is huge. And considering like everything he seems to know and everything he seems to be in possession of, that's phenomenal. Really, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. Honestly, he's, it's it's he a bit heartbreaking. He could have been the the instigator behind the entire events of the series. Oh no! Exactly, and that is why I think the final grunt is a is a worthy candidate for the most important, the most important character in the Halo franchise. He, if, if only Master Chief had gotten closer, he would have pulled out his wrist blades. Yeah, and and saved. Because 
Think about it. Covenant. Think about it. Why else would he be there at the very end of Halo 3 if he weren't such an important character? He was the one pulling the strings the whole time. Exactly. Uh, it, as well as saying fists have rocked in their sleep, sometimes grunts say Merry Christmas, so that tells me they've also got an idea of Christianity. Mm. There maybe uh, are some converts fascinating. In, the, in, the, in the Covenant who are... Maybe he started this because religion. he obviously knows a bunch about human stuff. Now the other thing we need to know. Mm-hmm. If, you, um, if, you, if you go into the level or you look into the trivia section of the, of the, wiki, of the wiki page for um, the Seinfeld run, then um, you will find that... If the final grunt is killed whilst saying his dialogue, his corpse will still speak. Oh, shit. He's immortal. He is immortal. He can't be killed. Even... That. Which makes infinite degrees more sense that he would be the the, the puppet master behind the the... Entire franchise. Wait, well, he clearly second. survived the end of Halo Three. Then he's immortal. Yeah, absolutely. He's still floating around in space, or he maybe he even was able out. to get somewhere. What's, I've worked out why they say Merry Christmas. Oh. Final grunt. <gasps> it's Jesus. It's Jesus. Oh my God. He's the reincarnation <gasps> of Christ. And that is why he is the most important character in the Halo franchise. We we didn't we just started this podcast. We've already come up with the, the hero. I mean, even 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 on top of that, to support this theory, the date of his death <laughs> is the December eleventh, twenty five fifty two. Now it's not the date that Jesus actually died, but it might be suggestive, seeing as it's generally agreed that Jesus was born in December. Maybe that's a clue, a little clue that Bungie have put in. Uh, We, uh, I think the the wiki is is making some assumptions about him dying, just because he got blown up. Well, well, Jesus did die, but he came back to life. Yeah. Three days later. Three days later. Three days later, that grunt just popped up on, on um, Balaho, the 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 Ongoy homeworld, and told yeah. his followers of what he saw and what they must do. So there. There you go. Okay. The Seinfeld grunt, pretty important. Uh, speaking of grunts, Emily, you have a, yes. a, a fella? Well, yes. Um, <clears throat> I, I Before the podcast, I had, I had um, done extensive research and, and didn't just come up with this in, in the first in the last five minutes before we recorded, but Yayap, I think, is a very important character to the Halo franchise and possibly, possibly, the real hero of Halo. He um, he he follows Master Chief throughout the entirety of the first game, with his uh, commanding officer, a Sengeli, who was tasked with killing the demon, and he many times is able to help this Sengeli pull through and barely survive so they can fight Master Chief again. And we all know Master Chief is actually the real real villain of the Halo because he killed Because he killed Pissbrute. And 
And Jesus, apparently. Piss fruit and Jesus. And... Like, he's just going around killing all the good people. So, this 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 is Grunt, who, who started from his humble origin, who only went on his mission from, from thinking of others and saving uh, an elite, a Sengeli. He is truly a hero. I think. It's not actually nearly as good as the previous suggestions, but, you know, maybe. <laughs> There's a certain tenacity that it requires to pursue Master Chief for an entire mm. game's worth, whilst being a part of the Covenant. And uh, I mean, the player doesn't even notice this guy. He They, they just think that, oh, these, these random grunts showing up, but he really... He, was there the whole time, according to the novelization of the yeah. game. Yeah, and he just, um... He never gets killed by Master Chief after meeting him so many times, and that just really shows that he's... He's really standing up for what he believes against this force of destruction that's been killing so many people, he knows. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, I can I can see a case for that. Do, do we know much about what happens to him after the novel? Um, well, apparently his his final moments were when he turned his back and saw explosions erupting on the Pillar of Autumn, and uh, he was most likely incinerated explosion of the Pillar of Autumn. But you know, this guy, this little guy, is a survivor. Yeah, he made it through a lot. Wait, what if he? What if Yara is Seinfeld Grunt? <gasps> oh my God. Because, oh, shit. okay, this is going to tie in with the um, the next person I'm going to talk about, who's going to be the last one I'm going to talk about. Um, it does say well, here that Yayap gave the Ungoy a hint of rebellion. Yeah. Um, in that makes sense then. He's, in, he's the he's the Ungoy Jesus. In um, the book. Halo First Strike, which is the one that follows directly on from the first Halo game and leads to the events of Halo 2, uh, it's said that um, only five people are known to have gotten off of the Halo ring, and three of those die during the trip back, so only Sergeant Johnson and Master Chief make it back, but there are two characters who appear in Halo 1, who appear in every other game and didn't go back with Master Chief, so they must have escaped on their own. Somehow. And that's uh, Private First Class Chips Dubbo and Sergeant Stacker. (laughs) Uh, So what I'm thinking is that perhaps Chips Dubbo and Stacker worked together with Yang App, Seinfeld, Jesus, Grunt, Grunt, to use his divine powers to get out of Halo alive because Jesus Seinfeld shows mercy, of course. Of course, and I mean, Jesus is all about forgiveness and mercy. Yeah, um, and then. This this man, this legend, 
who was spoken of by Grunts in Halo 3. Uh, yeah. They, they chastise Master Chief for saying, you killed Yayap, or for Yayap. So clearly he's a he's a person of great renown. Shit. Hmm. And I'm just if, discovering if, more as I, as I read people, through this wiki. If people keep uh, thinking he's died and he just keeps coming back, he mu- there must be some divine plan for him. Absolutely. Uh, he is a deity. Yeah, um, I think that the the biggest contender against Yayap, uh, Jesus Seinfeld, Jesus Grunt, Phil, <laughs> Shop Boy, is uh, <laughs> is actually Chips Dubbo, and I have a few pieces of evidence for this. The first mm-hmm. is that. Uh, In the Master Chief Collection, in each of the games, when you fight alongside Chip Stubbo, you get an achievement for fighting alongside Chip Stubbo. You get four separate achievements just for having him near you. I mean, that's pretty... Pretty telling right there. It seems like some pretty strong evidence that he's important. And the fact that he has managed to be part of every single major event in... Uh, in Master Chief's story um, and survived every Halo, the Ark everything Um, and also there are some hints that he has some godlike powers as well Um, because at exactly the same time that he is fighting alongside Master Chief on uh, the Halo ring in Halo 2, he is also fighting alongside the ODST squad in Halo 3 ODST back in New Mombasa. Uh, both those things happen concurrently, which tells me that he can be in two places at once. Oh, shit. Which, again, suggests a level of divine power. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, and I yeah, think they're just... There's so many different hints towards... Chips being important. And I just... Yeah, I think that Chips might be... I think Chips might be the god of the human side of the war. So what you're saying is that um, the Halo... The the Halo franchise, um, the, the Halo video game series that we experience is merely a... A storyline that happen- happens alongside the primary core of the Halo universe, which is a war between, um, a war between gods. Yeah, it's just it's just the playthings of of uh, gods having an argument. It's just Yayap and Chip Stubbo. It's the Master universe Chief, bending if- to their wills. You're just a pawn. The player just plays. You know, you're just, you're yeah. just a player in their game. You're just a player in their game. In which case, I have another another contender, perhaps involved in this godly war. Okay. Tell me. I will. I will tell you now. Um, you will you will find him in Halo Two and Halo Three. 
under mysterious circumstances. But perhaps most mysterious the circumstances are in Halo 3. The, um, the beginning of the final mission. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do believe it's the beginning of the final mission. Um, there is a, um, a secret area that you can come across. And you, you wander through these corridors, drop down in these holes, weave your way through, and only after completing a painful series of um, cooperative jumping puzzles involving grenade jumps and spawning glitches will you find the elusive and mysterious Jason Jones, co-founder of Bungie. So, what this is telling And you find Jason Jones, co-founder of Bungie, sat in the corner of a dark um, crevice of a greater structure on on this on this uh, this halo ring, um, in naught but a towel covering his exposed area, with his arms tucked behind his head, hovering up and down, up and down. A two-dimensional being. A being that exists beyond comprehension of mortals. Exactly. Perhaps Jason Jones is the mysterious god of chaos. The in-between. The... The one that sits in the background, watching watching the the real war go on and thriving, and that's only that's why we only find him in the deepest, darkest corners where he cannot be found, in the... without really trying. Yeah, like in in the shadows of 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 reality is where we will find. Yeah, the shadows of reality. Yeah. Hmm. And you will gaze upon him, and you will fear. Mm. Absolutely. You won't even be able to fully, like, grasp his form. It's impossible to. He's a being of of, uh, unbelievable uh, vastness and and stature, but us puny humans can only understand him as a two-dimensional space. Mm. Uh, It's really quite fascinating. I have a... Addition to this theory. Uh huh. Um. There are various hidden cavemen in Halo 3. Or monkey men, if you will. Mm. I'm aware. Yes. Uh, and all of those happen to have, um. The face of Marcus R. Leto, a senior employer of Bungie. Uh. Mm. And there's an achievement when you find them in the Master Chief Collection that describes them as the missing link. This suggests to me that as well as being the gods watching over this conflict, they are directly responsible for the evolution of man, as the missing links are actually directly... Oh, shit. They have the faces of the, the, the Bungie employees that are the gods. That's incredible. So, 
Holy shit. <sighs> have you guys so, have you considered another hero that might be hidden amongst the games? Okay. The thirteen hidden skulls of Halo Three belong to the That's disciples funny you mentioned that. of Chips. That's they've included skulls in most of the the future games after that as well. Do you think they're also I do. Various... I they're artifacts holy Art- importance. Artifacts scattered across the universe. That... Who were those those the, the owners of those skulls before they had Why, become skulls? As, along with that, they can alter the very fabric of the universe, suggesting a godly power. And... And... Hmm? Specifically... Specifically, um, the, the skull known as I Would Have Been Your Daddy. Oh, yes. The most important... Now the one that that awakens scripture within the grunts as they shout he killed their your mm. their Jesus. It it happens more often if you have that skull activated. So Exactly. And th- and the means through which you obtain it are so contrived and intrinsic to the surroundings of the world. For those of you on the way, the way you the way you um gain access to the I Would Have Been Your Daddy skull. Um, you are, um, after you and the Obt fight through the Covenant to stop um, the, the Prophet of Truth from firing the Halo Rings, um, the Flood will suddenly turn against you because up until that point they're, they're assisting you because they don't want to die. Um, now, you must then fight your way back to the elevator, but don't drop through the vent at the end. Um, and you turn around and there are seven holographic rings um, from the beginning of the elevator to where you go and stop the the prophet of truth from firing the halo rings and you need to jump through the rings in a specific sequence um, that happens to be um, the halo theme if you if you used the tones on an old mobile phone in to 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 play it um and suddenly the um the theme will play and the skull will appear at the end of the at the end of the platform um that suggests some form of ritual mm-hmm. of an ethereal nature i uh, yes yeah completely agree i think i think that the the skulls are directly tied to uh the intervening Undimensioned God. Um, I think the the meta ness of that puzzle, as you said, it, it it makes the theme of Halo is what causes the the the, the ritual to be complete. But Master Chief does not is not aware of the theme of Halo. No, the, the player is, and that represents Ma- the Master Chief's like tap into Eldritch knowledge that he that he requires to be able to summon. Mm-hmm. The disciple, I would have been your daddy. And then that particular disciple begins to lend further and further insight into the real workings behind the universe he lives in. As <gasps> more and more characters begin to say things that reference these elder gods. And friends, friends, mm-hmm. how many skulls are there in Halo 3? 13. 13, yes. Mm-hmm. 
the twelve disciples exactly. and Jesus. Exactly. Ha! Huh. Fuck! He's even better than the original Jesus because he's got one more disciple. No, no, I think that it represents the twelve disciples and Jesus in a sort of mm, but Jesus, metaphorical sense. It's like a round, though, right? With like Yayap or chips, depending on if these skulls belong to humans well, they're humans, or... They're human skulls. Are we sure about that? Yeah, they're shaped like human skulls. They're not oh, do we know what like... Angioi's skulls look like? Yeah. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps, perhaps... Sign of course we know Jesus what they look like. ...represents a bridge between the Covenant and humanity. I'm very curious what Angioi's skeletons look like now. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think... um. I don't think we really have to choose who the real hero is, because I don't think there is a hero in this conflict. I don't think so. I don't. It's just all... It's... And if they were a hero, then it would be Seinfeld Grunt. I, I, to be honest, I think Chip Stubber. Oh no, this is just a... This, oh, is, this, is, a, this is a clash of theology. I think Chips so. is the... the... The, the higher theology, and I think the skulls are his disciples. Well, I disagree with your theoretic, with your, with your, um, with your theocratic interpretation. Are you saying that, um, yeah, yeah, those are his disciples, and he's the real God who? Yes, and I feel like I feel that Yayap is um, representative of the um, of bridging the gap the gap between the covenant and humanity. Exactly. And that's why his disciples are human skulls. Because as we knew, um, Seinfeld Grant, which we now know to be Yayap, knew a lot about human culture. And he knew... Enough that he knew the origins of the the Spartan 2 program. He was able to tap into that meta-knowledge. Again, the meta-knowledge you need to perform the ritual to summon I would have been your daddy. Exactly. Well, the the thing is that, well... Yayap seems to have been manipulating things from the background this whole time, without the player ever really seeing him in person. Chips was always there, driving things from the front. He put himself and at risk to make sure that things played out the way they should. But he, he helped Master Chief, and we, we, just, we had discussed that Master Chief is the true villain of Halo. I, do we know that he necessarily helped Master Chief, or rather that he was just... Making sure that events stayed on the the path they were supposed to. I have an alternate suggestion. I ha- I have a suggestion. A suggestion. Okay. Uh, a um, um, that aids um, what what I believe to be correct. Elodie. Mm-hmm. When you look down at your chest, do your do you see your beating heart? No. But is the beating of your heart very important? I have no real concept of object permanence, so no. Elodie's not even well, sure if she has a heart. The beating of one's heart is a very important aspect of of of, of being not dead, um, and um, in much in a similar way, sometimes the most important things are the things that we can't that we can't see. But sometimes, action is required. We can't just sit in the background and try and manipulate others into 
creating the path we want. Sometimes we have to... Sometimes we have to put ourselves at risk. Sometimes we have to... Listen, Yap was on si the front lines. Yap was following Master Chief around. And yeah, but he never... He never got close enough to... And then after those events, he just... He just remained hidden until the very, very end. And then revealed himself and just laughed. He just laughed at the end of the world. Whereas Chips escaped, got home, and lived to fight another day. The end of the world as you would understand it, but Yap has, a, has knowledge of the bigger picture. Being tied into that meta-knowledge of the universe. Yap has a plan. I think Chips has a plan as well, and I think that where, where Yap uses others to advance his plan... I think Chips, Chips would never use someone else. He he puts himself, he puts he would never put someone else in a position that he wouldn't do himself. Whereas Yap would, which just shows a level of cowardice. I mean, who's mediating this argument we're again? Going to agree. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. I guess we can all agree that the real hero of Halo is actually um religious conflict. Yeah. Yes, and that's acceptable. <laughs> the real there hero of Halo is religious conflict. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, we we just kind of we made a very um a, a nice uh like demonstration of how conflict between different faiths can't really be resolved because the two sides are too invested in their idea of religion. Exactly. It's deep. To the point where arguing is pointless because neither side will listen to any argument other than their own. <clears throat> Although I will say that, that both me and George seem to be on Yap's side. Well, there's only one on Chip's side. I'm sorry, Elvie. Yeah, but Same. my cat's here also, and there's also one chip down Oh, oh fuck, yeah. I okay, ran with the fair cat! Fair enough, then. Fair enough, then. Fair, I, I suppose the real hero really, really is um, religious conflict. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, there you or have it, folks. Or my cat, or the floating towel man. What? Sounds good. <laughs> what? The floating towel man? Oh. Yes. <laughs> Oh, there you have it then. Also, and that's our our video games program. Thank you for joining us on this wonderful <laughs> journey of self-discovery. Uh, and now you're gonna listen to a promo to another show. Oh boy! Welcome to the Indie Heaven podcast with your host Elodie Cunningham. I'm Josh Rivers, and I'm George Johnson. And we come together every week to talk about the latest news in the indie gaming scene. Though we don't always stay on track, do we, Josh? Sorry, I wasn't listening. I was thinking about various crustaceans. So join us every Wednesday for your weekly dose of indie game news and reviews, right here on Podhaven. How did I get here? And then you just listen to a promo to another show! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... 
So. Emily. Oh, yes, hello. Do you want to tell the lovely people where they can find you and your work on the internet? Um, of course. You can find my podcasting work on audioentropy.com. It's a podcasting collective, an amateur podcasting collective, where we have lots of different shows. Most of them are rewatch shows of um, old nostalgic media, but there are a few, I would say, very important shows as well, like um, uh, Transmission Radio, which is about um, anecdotal trans advice, and um, other more wide-ranging topics that maybe not as important, but not rewatch podcasts like The Book of Pandora, which it discusses Zelda lore. Um, I myself am on War and Beast, which is a show where we rewatch all of Beast Wars and give the reviews of each episode. Uh, we're actually getting really close to the end of season three, which is the last season of Beast Wars where we move on the Beast Machines. And uh, <laughs> Sorry, just the idea of that made me chuckle a little bit. Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. Don't yeah. worry. Um, and um, I'm be launching a new podcast with Elodie on the first episode, where I interview people about their passions, what they're passionate about. I love talking to people about That's the things really cool. they love. It makes me very happy. Yeah, I would I'd love to have you on sometime. Oh, you George, know what we talk about? Topic. Yes. Well, and, 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 uh, yeah, so and, uh, you can also catch my, me on um, my artwork on dangerchair.tumbo.com or on my Twitter, where I also tweet about random bullshit, at This Is Emeralds. I like mm. your Twitter. It's, it's a good Twitter. Thank you. Aw, that's so sweet. Uh, so, you, you should say that thing next. Sure thing. If you like video games and you like communism and you maybe wanna maybe wanna get a bit of bit of killing two birds with one stone, then you should go to jaffermeister.com where you could find um, a myriad of content in which I violently mash communism into video games and talk about how it makes sense. I um, recently have uh, uploaded a couple of um, features. One. Um, on um, Wolfenstein 2, uh, the rise of fascism and how um, they've both, you know, interlinked and uh, changed Wolfenstein's main target audience. It's a big old long one and it's quite serious. So if you don't want a big old long one that's quite serious, why don't you check out my exploration of how Mario Kart's rubber banding system is exactly like the economics of the Soviet Union. <laughs> but if you you know don't don't want the the oh, communism no. injected into your video games, then you can just um, find relatively regular content that I put out on Indie Haven, of which I am the editor in chief, and is the site that is being responsible for the podcast network that this podcast is a part of. And you can find me on Twitter at Jaffermeister, spelled exactly the same as uh, the website J A F F A M E I S T E R. Um, and that's where I am online. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, great. <laughs> As we're saying, like one sentence responses to positive. Responses Splendid. To uh, <laughs> somebody's supposed to ask Elodie. Me where, where they can oh, find Elodie, where, where can we find you? you? You can find me in the pit. 
You can find me in the pet. You can find me in the pet. In the pet? Where can I find yeah. the pet? Do you have, like, coordinates or... I think I was fairly clear. Okay. You can find me sure. on Twitter Kemiword, C H E M Y words. You can find me on Patreon at patreon.com slash Kemiwords and please pay me cash money. Um, Give Ellie your fucking money. Uh, and uh, if you enjoyed me talking about Halo, I've got a much more serious video up on my YouTube about uh, representation of minority groups in the Halo universe and you can find that if you just search for LOD Cunningham on YouTube um, and other than that I do stuff for Indie Haven but mostly podcasts um, and I wrote the theme music for this and you can find that on chemicalwordsmith.bandcamp.com and that's me I thought that was um, what's his name, Riss who did that huh? This, this, the super funny furry animals. The hot baby the podcast song. Uh, my name isn't Reese. It's Griff Reese. Griff Reese. That's it. Yes. From I'm the sorry. super furry animals version, we pop into furry animals, and I'm here now. Did you Reese. know that Elodie was trying to take credit for the, your song? That's that's uh, that's very mean. <laughs> I'm going to cry now. Reese. Uh, oh, but, I'm sorry. But while I'm just... crying, I have one little extra thing to tell everyone. Uh huh. Have a wonderful time! Oh, I thank you, you too. Thanks for listening to Podhaven.